I said, go ahead and put your hands on it. I just want to say um, to, to the Antioch Life Enrichment Center, um, we were watching you all from, from Jamaica, and, uh, and I, um, I was sitting next to Kim. Y'all know Kim from um, Augusta, um, waiting to go to the airport when Evangelist um, Thornton got on, and um, she started preaching, and I told Kim, I said, I'm telling you, she made me want to do a David Ruffin all the way from Jamaica. So thank you, a great word, and to y'all, thank you for continuing on. Can y'all hear me? I can't, you can hear me fine? Okay, good. So I just want to say thank you. But I, and, and Kim said, dang, you, you just a preacher's preacher. I say, I'm telling you, when other preachers are preaching, it, it, it start my, my sparks to flying. And um, I forget exactly what she said when I got home. I listened to it again, and then um, I was in communication with her. But I'm telling you, it's just like amazing. If y'all don't know what God is doing through, through us, you should know how important you are. <laughs> Straight up. It's like he's dropping something on us till we should, we should rule and reign through that on the inside of us. So, 1 Corinthians, second chapter this morning. 1 Corinthians, second chapter. And Deacon Sirs, I left Coco, the island girl is dead. I've been, I've been trying to uh, uh, feel my face. <laughs> From trying to act like I'm 12, but anyways, we, we, it was fun, y'all should go. You learn, you learn a lot about culture a lot about how spoiled we are, a lot about how we don't pay attention to what we really have and use the resources that have been put because we don't consider it a resource. I'm telling you, a different atmosphere, different mindset. The guy that was driving us was explaining a lot of stuff to us. And he basically told us to our face that Americans are spoiled. <laughs> he said, even your children, he said, his children, even when he was small, didn't tell his parents what they were gonna get or have. They were appreciative for what they got. So with that being said, um, I want you all to also to continue to uh, push Renata, encourage Renata. Yeah, she's on the verge, she's on the verge. So we're thankful for, so 1 Corinthians 
second chapter, fifth through the eleventh verse. And um, I'm not for sure how long um, we on freeze in. Um, we gonna, I'm not. I'm not gonna push it to where I, I'm finally coming into realizing that Donna, you preach every Sunday. You don't have to try to drop it all out the bag. But we'll see how far we get. Right? Okay. First Corinthians, second chapter, fifth through the eleventh verse. Read verse five. This is Paul talking to the Corinthians, the church um, at Corinth, he's writing a letter to them. He says that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Verse six, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. He says, we're not gonna keep speaking the wisdom of humanity. We speak wisdom of them that are perfect, mature, he says, because that wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world, that come to naught. Verse 7, but we speak wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which speaks volume, because you hear all the time in a religious setting, what's good enough for grandmama is good enough for me. So if it's in hidden, that means grandma ain't had a taste of this. See, y'all don't already messed up, messed up my hair because it was not, it's naughty. So it's like, we're just going to go on and, and, um, and work it out. But I'm just telling you. He said, we speak the wisdom of God. Spirit in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained, he predetermined this before the world unto our glory. In other words, because uh, I may not get back to that right there, he predetermined the expansion of knowledge. He never meant for us, it's just like you have a, a car that has five gears and then you try to ride all the way to Atlanta in the first gear. Verse eight, which, uh, none of the, which none of the prince of this world knew. He said, they didn't know the wisdom of this world and not, we're not talking about 3D either. We're not talking about this physical world. But with the, the prince of this world um, which none of the prince of this world knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified. <laughs> okay. See, see, it's a reason for the crucifixion and, 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 um, and all that that keep coming up in you, that keep trying to get you to, to, to uh, buy by the, the, the wisdom the, uh, of the world, that K-O-S, M-O-S, that cosmos, that got you, that's out of alignment, that's not the original creation. He said, it wouldn't keep coming up. It wouldn't allow you to go through the crucifixion if it knew what was coming behind it. Yeah. Y'all better hear me this morning. Verse 9, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the thing which God had prepared for them that love him. He said, Paul said it was written, right? Isaiah wrote it, right? So 
So he said, but verse 10, but uh, uh, we ain't there no more. But God had revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. In other words, who you really are, that, that word spirit right there is translated into soul, into pneumos, that breath that will breathe. Yeah. Yeah, come on here, somebody. That was breathed into Adam. Uh, uh, that's how God going to reveal himself to, to us. So verse 11, for what man nor the things of a man save the spirit of the man which is in him. Keep listening to the outside. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Topical conversation this morning. The mature conversation. The mature conversation. He jerking already, Portia. The, ma the mature conversation. Let us pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we are honored and we are thankful and we are grateful for who you are. We bless your name. We give you honor. We give you praise. We lift you up, God. We thank you for the word that you're about to deliver to us this morning. Thank you for your love, your unconditional love that wants to see the expansion of you within us. We bless you and we honor you. I pray for every heart and mind that is ready to, that has been cultivated and ready ready to receive. We bless you. We give you honor and we give you praise. In Christ's name we pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 This, this letter right here, uh, uh, Paul, y'all need to go back and read it because so I'm, I'm going to have to uh, skip through some things. But, but in, this, in this text right here, Paul begins this chapter, uh, uh, chapter 2, uh, he begins by, and he begins in chapter one by saying, I came proclaiming to you the testimony of God regarding salvation through Christ. He says, I didn't try to impress you with polished speeches and the latest philosophy, the latest viewpoint, ideas of thoughts. He strongly speaks against the idea of any sort of division in the church. And the reason why he was writing this letter, because he had received a letter about what was going on at the church of Corinth. He's, it was a, a lot of division going on. They was in the church talking about who, whether Paul, someone was saying Paul uh, baptized them, someone was saying it's called Cephas, and we know that's Peter baptized, and some Apollos baptized, and they had a lot of things going on in the church, and Paul received notice that they were having a bunch of immature conversations. He says, I never came to you uh, 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 in, in, uh, in any other way. I didn't come to you with human thoughts or viewpoints or ideas or thoughts. I, I came to you in spirit. I came to you, and then what's so crazy is, he says, I was determined. Go back and read it. He said, I made a choice. That when I came to y'all, that I, did, I came to y'all and I only wanted to know Christ and his resurrection. See, Paul says, let me tell you about the mature conversation. Mature folks want to talk about how am I, how that, that, that exists on the inside of me. I don't want to hear your thoughts. Paul, and, and Paul go on to say in chapter one, y'all go read it. I say, I'm so kidding to Paul. 
Because Paul told them people, he said, I'm glad I didn't baptize any of y'all because of how you acted. But even in the letter, he says, he's telling them to, you can't return back to the old way of life, but you got to press forward in the new way of life of God provided through, to you through Christ. See, a lot of us, we want to skip Christ. He says in chapter 10, chapter 1, verse 10, Paul says, I beg you that you all speak the same thing, that you be in full agreement in what you say, which meaning that they was not in agreement and, and they was off from the message that he had taught. He says, y'all don't have an experience with God through Christ. Your thoughts have been sanctified through Christ on the inside of you, and somehow you have made it back to the place where you're having immature conversations. You're causing division in the church. You're, you're causing division among yourself. And what I'm trying to say to us this morning is this, is that we got to start paying close attention to our conversations. Is our conversation, is it there to help us? Or is it a point of view? Is it a human idea? Y'all know how the church start fighting against one another. This organization is better than this organization. That, they are the devil over there. They, that's the church folks. Paul was writing this letter to the church. And what I'm trying to get us to understand is this, is that we have a gate, a porter has been opened to us. And you can't go in there talking the way you used to talk. And doing what you used to do. If that's the case, you have to ask yourself, not me, that's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to work on me and change me. My responsibility for you guys is to stand here, preach the gospel, while cover y'all while y'all change y'all own clothes. So he says, I beg you to start speaking the same thing. Not only that, that and that if you speak the same thing, that there be no division among you but ye be perfectly, meaning you be mature in the mind of Christ, joined together in the same mind by what you think, and in the same judgment, the ability to know your inner voice. Powerful right there. He says, you thinking the same thing, right? What he mean by that is this, is that all of us have to go inside ourselves to join our soul back with the mind of Christ so that we can receive the inheritance as a son from the spirit that dwells on the inside of us. And he says, and the only way that you're going to do that is you got to keep speaking that. And you have to ask yourself, what conversations am I really having? I know everybody looks sanctimonious while we're here. He says, stay focused on the good news I preach regarding grace, spiritual influence of God that, that was given you by Jesus Christ. He says, you can't, earn, you can't earn it. He says, I made a decision to know nothing among you except Jesus and who he is, and Jesus and what he did, he crucified. That's a mature saint. 
In other words, Paul says, despite where you are, all I see is who you really are. I made a decision. Yeah, and I, can't, I see it in myself, and I know it exists in you. And when you can't see it in yourself, you see, what's, you see what you do see in yourself, you think it's in the other person, too. And he's saying, what, what's on the end? If you are walking in spirit, you don't see nothing wrong with me. You see spirit. I explained this conversation to a lady that was trying to tell me she now know my spirit. And I say, no disrespect, but if you were walking in the spirit two years ago, there's no way you could not have seen me in the spirit. I say, if a prostitute walked beside the window and you're walking in the spirit, you don't see a prostitute. You see their original state. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Mature conversation versus immature. You see what, when you see what's wrong, that's your humanity. There's no way that you can see God in yourself and not see it in your sister and your brother. Paul says, I made a decision to forego uh, philosophical or theological discussions regarding insignificant things and opinions. He says, we must, I wrote this, we must make a decision to, for, to forego philosophical or theological discussions regarding insignificant things and opinions. These conversations are knowledge that does not contribute to my spiritual growth. So in chapter one, Paul is challenging the called out ones to examine every area of life through the lens of the gospel and nothing else. As the gospel is what? The good news. The gospel was spelled out by Jesus in Luke chapter four in the Amplified. He says he was anointed to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor, not financially poor, but those that are poor in spirit and don't understand who they are. He was sent to me to announce, to release pardon and forgiveness to the captives and to recover of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, that are downtrodden, that are bruised, that are crushed by tragedy, to proclaim the favorite year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. Why did you say all that? I'm determined to know nothing outside of the gospel. But yet, my, all my childhood traumas, all at my generational curses, the poverty mindsets keep coming up. Why? Because they keep coming up because even they know it's time to go through crucifixion to come out. Even, even they know. But the Bible says if, if, if they knew, if they knew what was going to take place and who you really were, they would say that. They wouldn't have left, 
but because they keep coming up, right? And it's only going it's only like that if you're in agreement with it. So you stay on the roller coaster of trial childhood traumas and you stay on the roller coaster of everything that says who you're not that's based on your experiences and what you did and what was dead to you. You keep uh, keep it on the hamster wheel why? So that, cause that's the place of conformity and that's the place where you're comfortable at. But it keep coming up because it's time to be replaced. We keep trying to walk into this door, into this porter in the wrong conversation. And we want, we see it. It appears, it opens, but yet I don't see myself in it. Where's my focus? So Paul reminds them in chapter 1, verse 9, he reminds them God is true to his promise, and through him you were called into fellowship to be partakers with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our Lord. So Paul says in chapter 2, my message was not persuasive words of wisdom, human knowledge, but they were delivered in demonstration of the Holy Spirit operating through me and, 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 and by his power, the ability, and, and to stir the minds of the listeners and persuading them. So he says this to them. He says, you got to come out of the way you're thinking. You got to rejoin yourself back to Christ so that you rejoin yourself back to each other so that you change your conversation with each other. What you're doing have allowed the, your carnality to creep in and to take you back to your humanity, your human knowledge that does not allow you to move forward in the spirit on the inside of you. And he says a mature conversation. This right here is for the mature. That's what Paul says. He says perfectly just meaning those that have grown up. So he says, why all that? He says, I came to you this way in the spirit of God to stir your minds and to persuade you. Why? Verse 5, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul made it clear that their life of faith is a response to God's power, meaning the spirit ability and not the religious thoughts and aspirations of man, meaning stop putting yourself in places that you know that, that you shouldn't be there that's going to cause you to act out in your humanity. And not only that, acting out in your humanity, it has an expiration date. What you got to do is start showing up in your spirit, meaning that I'm showing up in what I know and coming in alignment on the inside of me. And I'm no longer showing up in my humanity because all of us are anointed. That means the Christ consciousness, the anointing that's on the inside of us. But you better believe this. You have in, in the anointing, you have the parameters to function as God in that, in that anointing. But anytime that you try to step outside of that you stepping back into your humanity and you stepping back into your own knowledge and your, your that human knowledge that tries to determine who you are so Paul says let me make it clear he says this in chapter 1 
He said, where's the wise man, the philosopher? Where's the scribes, the scholar, the scholar? Where's the debater the, of, of this age? Has God not exposed foolishness of this world's wisdom? For since the world through all its human wisdom failed to recognize God, what he's saying here is this. He says, when I showed up on the scene in you, he says, I blotted out every name that, that was you thought was above my name. He says, where are they? They cannot stand. The human knowledge cannot stand. And what you cannot afford to do is to turn back and operate in your humanity. And here's the thing. You got to learn how to have one face. You have the one, I tell you this, Donna is, is who she is at church, at work, at home, and wherever I go. I, the, the two faces, I can't keep up with that. In other words, it's time for you to save face, have one face, see yourself as you see yourself so that you began to walk and as the doors open, you're not saying anything to anybody else. This is going to be a private conversation that's going on on the inside of you. God in his wisdom was well pleased through the foolishness of the message because what he's saying to this is this in chapter one that preaching the gospel is foolishness to humanity. They can never understand. They, as a matter of fact, even to religion, they say that that's too easy. There is no way. We got to add something else. We got to add an obstacle course to this. He says, but I'm talking to those who are the call Christ is the power of God and the wisdom. Remember, the call here is, is, is referring back to the ecclesia, the church, the church of Jesus Christ, the called out ones. The church is built with the called out ones' ability to hear, to perceive, to know what the Spirit is saying to them, to the individual. The true church of God are all who are sanctified or set, set aside in Christ. Paul made it clear that their life of faith is a response to the voice that's on the inside of them, the spirit's ability and not the knowledge of man. So he says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to know. Paul says the conversation the knowledge of mature people is wisdom. It's their into, into, um, into intuitive knowing, the voice of God, the knowledge that exists in them. He says, why are you standing there having conversation with somebody with some knowledge that is not even going to help you become? The knowledge that going to help you become, you got to start mature folks learn how to have a conversation with that God with their intuitive self on the inside of them. That means that my mouth might not be moving, but my mind is thinking. We always be running to people, want people to know who we are. When you know who you are, you just show up. You're not trying to prove anything to anybody. This wisdom, this wisdom, it's the knowing capacity. The knowing capacity consists of judgment, discrimination, and intuition, right? We talked about this. 
Judgment is not your ability to, oh, it's a spirit in you that's not right. No, if you are saying that about me, that's really what's going on with you. So judgment here is, t- is talking about the ability to judge between your conversations. Who's talking to you in you? I know the thoughts. That's God. That's my true self. Oh, that's mama. Oh, that's my rape. Oh, that's my poverty. That's, that's the sickness. You know the difference. You know capacity. You know the voice of God, discrimination, the ability to choose the des- desirable. You know what is needed and necessary in your life. Intuition, the inner knowing, the immediate apprehension of spiritual truth without going back asking your carnality, is this okay? No, I'm going to grab it without, it. I don't need any evidence except for that. We don't have, see, we crazy in every other thing but this. We become suspect. We will. We'll go with some stuff outside of him. I, I did too. In my younger days, I did too. But when somebody trying to help you, you, sus- you sus- everybody suspect. I wouldn't go nowhere I suspect. If you don't believe in me, I wouldn't come. But you better know I'm invested in you trying to help you push forward. See, we know all the conversation. Ask what was said at Walmart at 8 o'clock this morning. Y'all weren't even at Walmart, but you know it. What Pastor Prather said at 11 o'clock? We had church. And then on Monday, we on Facebook going up and down like a, ro- like, like a roller coaster. The judgment seat, it is time for us to start saying, that's God, grab hold to it without any explanation. I know this truth. And I, it's coming from inside of me, and I'm going to go with this, even if you don't hear it come out my mouth. That's the mature conversation. This is the judgment seat, everybody waiting on. It's a judging or discerning between true and false. I know when God is speaking, and I know when my carnality is trying to come in. I know the difference. uh, 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 Romans chapter 14, verse 10 says, the judgment seat is within us. He says this, and this is the, I think I did the message, uh, the Amplified Bible, about judgment. Why do you criticize your brother? This is Romans chapter 14, verse 10. Or why do you look down on your brother? For we all... We, for we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, who alone is judge. In other words, why are you having that immature conversation when all, instead of locking arms with your sister and brother and say, come on here, we, finna, we, we both got to go to the judgment seat. We both got to go and lay our thoughts out there and come into the knowledge of who Christ is on the inside of us so that we can hear what God is saying because we have heard what everybody else have had to say regarding our lives. And we go with it. We follow the same patterns in our families, in our natural families. But can I tell you the only family that was created to function is spirit? 
that your natural family is about the best it's going to get? Oh, y'all think I'm playing? Well, why we like, we are with natural family then. He says this, the wisdom, the wisdom of God, the how be, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are mature, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the prince of this world that come to know. The wisdom, the knowledge of this present age, the belief in the reality of anything outside of you as truth is coming to an end. Truth is, you are truth within you. The opinion and consciousness where true thoughts are in the majority and error thoughts have lost their hold. He says, the print nor the prince of this world and the wisdom of this world that come to know somebody and anybody in here should be excited about this place. It's coming to an end, baby, where we're going to begin to walk by faith. That means by what God said, that's what faith means, and not by sight. Coming here to this ministry is about you closing your natural eyes and you open up your third eye, your spiritual eye, and you begin to see yourself in the correct manner that you are so that why you can see your sisters and brothers in the correct manner that they are. Your sight, oh, you cross eyed, you near eyed, you far eyed, you need bifocus. But we speak, he says, mature people, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden things. Mystery here is something, it's not something unknowable, but it is what can only be seen through revelation because God reveals it. Paul says, all right, people of God, Church of Corinth, it is time for you to come out of these immature conversations that does not allow you to grow and develop who you are spiritually into the mystery of God that's on the inside of you. Paul is saying we give voice from the solid conversation we have within us as God reveals it from our knowing capacity, the revelation, the light, the insight, the knowledge that is hidden within us. That's the reason why we can now no longer afford to go with the knowledge outside of us, what we see, the town gossip, the, the everybody's opinion of view. Why? Because God is waiting to reveal himself in us, as us, through us. And he's saying it's according to how far you are ready to go within yourself that the, the teller graph that you'll get and your mouth is not even gonna be moving you're gonna use your mind but if your mind your soul has a covering has is still veiled you're gonna continue to use the conversation outside of you and Paul is saying in this text right here He's saying it's time to have a mature conversation. You don't find this line around on the surface. God predestined before the ages to our glory, to lift us up into the glory of his presence. He created before the world the, the ability for him to expand his knowledge 
through us. But yet, we're the only ones in the church. We'll use updated information everywhere else except for here. We want to keep everything the same way. We want to keep the way we, we've always done, done things. And I told Portia, I was talking to her, I said, I am so open to new people because I'm done recycling people. I want people that are hungry, that are thirsty for God, and they're going to come in and use their gifts and their talents to make it to that place within themselves. Not just to come in to show us how good they are, how good they can sing, usher, or cook, but I have a mission for my life. And that mission is, it's time for me to have a mature conversation with myself. God's people living a defeated life. Why? Because they keep refusing God and God's plan and the way he desired to do things. And we'll fight you. You don't find this line around the surface. God predetermined this. The, earth, the experts in human wisdom don't have a clue about what is eternal. That means you got a light and a dark side of you, and your darkness have no idea who you are in the light. And it can't. It'll never comprehend. It's going to always try to keep you at the lower level of yourself. It keeps coming up, though. And some of us keep going with it, and some of us are saying, oh, no, I don't seen this pattern before. And it's time to crucify it. It's time to go to the cross. If they had known, they wouldn't have killed the master of God, designed life on a cross. But as it is written, Isaiah prophesied this in Isaiah 64, that no one's ever seen or heard anything like this, never so much as imagine anything quite like it, what God has arranged for those who love him. Isaiah prophesied this because he was saying at that particular time, it was not to continue on. That's the Old Testament, because Paul comes back in verse 10 and says, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. God has revealed, has unveiled his wisdom by his spirit. And, and this word spirit here is soul. It's the pneuma. It's the breath, the birthing place of thought. And God has revealed himself in you as thought. And you can keep having these outside conversations that will not help you make it to the inside. It don't even point you in that direction. It points you into other places. It points you into doing other things. It points you, it even try to give you an identity and say, this is what you was born to do. But God has revealed no longer hiding itself from us. Spirit here is soul, is not content, is not content with the surface level knowledge, but dives into the depths of God and brings out what God has planned all along. In other words, most of the time while you all are asleep, you have these dreams. You see different things that does not align with uh, 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 where you are. It does not align with your environment or have anything to do with what you're doing. But what you do is you tend to wake up and forget about 
what you saw and go on with the status quo. But can I tell you that we're, tomorrow is my birthday. We're moving right along, that I don't have another 20 years to be sitting here. No, I'm going to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. I'm going to be crazy enough to go along with what's on the inside of me. And I'm inviting you to do the same. Because if your sister or brother know, uh, know themselves, you'll be able to go tell them, I saw this, this, and this. And they're going to push you forward. I don't be around people that I can't tell the truth to. And I don't be around people that don't come tell me the truth. I put some pressure on you. I don't need no bootlickers. As a matter of fact, several of them done told me they need tough skin to be my friend and have been my friend for years. Why have people around you that's going to keep, keep encouraging you to turn left when you know you saw right? When you have dreams and visions, when you see different things, and then you go tell your friends, and then you crazy enough to say, get mad at them. Your soul, that's why you see these things when you're asleep. It may be veiled and overlaid with your carnality, but your soul, baby, is saying, I'm up under here, and I'm finna put some pressure on you. I'm not, finna, I'm not satisfied. This, this breath right here, this is eternal. This, this breath right here is full of knowledge. I'm a bag full of words. And what I'm sitting up there doing, I'm having immature conversation when I am a word with myself. The goal of mankind is knowledge. The knowledge is inherent in us, meaning it's within us. What we learn, listen at this, what we learn is what we discover or unveil from inside, which is a mind of infinite knowledge. Listen to what I'm saying and stop listening, looking at Zan. What we learn is what we discover from in us which is the mind of infinite knowledge. This knowledge is only accessible when we take the cover or the veil off our soul. Why am I here? To take the veil or the covering off my soul. I'm just gonna stand behind as Pastor Praise to preach the good news that I'm free that I can see spiritually. That's God through Christ, God sent him to rescue me. And now I'm finna save myself, I'm finna become one with the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. And I'm finna save myself. And while she's preaching the gospel, I'ma stand behind her cause she's gonna cover me while I change my clothes. While I uncover, I get naked. Cause my goal is, to reveal myself. We go through all this sorority stuff and we be marching. Told you we'll do crazy stuff. Then they come out, they all covered up. Big sister Redbone, reveal yourself. Do y'all understand that? Then we come out, big sister Redbone.
sitting up here sweat my hair out saying it's in you. You have it. Have another conversation. When you gonna stand up and say, Pastor Praith, I'm ready to reveal myself. I'm ready to uncover that that's on the inside of, my, inside of me. Nothing is too big. That mature conversation is out of this world. For the plan, just see, we keep looking outside of ourselves. But Hebrews 10 and, and, and chapter, chapter 10, verse 10, 16 says, this new plan I'm making with my children isn't going to be written on paper. It isn't going to be chiseled in stone. This time, I'm writing it, the plan out in them, carving it on the lining of their hearts. The plan through Christ Jesus is in you. And you can keep having these immature conversations that bringing you no life. Make your carnality feel good. You look good in front of the people that's agreeing with you. But look at the state of their, their life. Paul says time that you begin to have a mature conversation. That you sit yourself down. And you start, if you don't know where to start, start writing out the thoughts that you have. That'll tell a whole story by itself. And then don't sit there and judge yourself. No, you sit, it's only for, y'all that I talk to, what I always say, it's only for soul evolution. It's not judgment. Oh, that's taken off the table. So while you running around talking to everybody, now it's time to start talking with yourself. Because that soul on the inside of you says, it's determined how much you want to give up what you think you know versus what is truth. And most of the time with us, we don't want to give up nothing. What we do is, while Moses is on the mountain talking to God, trying to get a plan, you down there below making an order for yourself, putting earrings on it, put, put lipstick on it. Oh, this God right here. So stuck, wanting to be in that way and have so many in your ears. You, you don't even know yourself. But then you'll pass it off and say, this is God. Okay, but have you talked to yourself? What, what do you, what, where's your wisdom? Can you judge your thoughts? Do you know what you need? Do you know the voice? Verse 11 says this, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit, which is the soul of man, which is in him? Right? For what a man knoweth the things of a man, as that word save me, except the spirit, the soul of a man, which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit. That cut that lie that God don't like you. I just killed it. Because it says, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. I only know you, my original creation. Jesus took care of that. His blood blotted. So if they come telling you, even if you in it now, you can see through blood. 
See how we keep, say it again, brother. Covers. Who said that? It covers. It don't go off running what you, all at Walmart. You heard what happened to Pruitt. You heard what happened. You heard what they said. You heard this, that. No, no, no. A mature person don't even have those conversations. A mature person understand that Pruitt is trying to come through. I'm just using Pruitt now. So don't y'all be at Walmart to my, to my trying to figure out what done happened. What I'm saying, a mature person understands that's your brother. That, that we both, let me lock up with him because we both got to go to the judgment seat. A mature person don't keep the conversation going. They're like, child, I ain't got time for that. I got other stuff to do. People don't even come to me with crazy stuff. If they do, I turn the corner on them. All right, so what you doing with you? Uh, 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 uh. So who knows what you're thinking and planning except for you yourself? No one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What are you saying? You, you keep letting people tell you that ain't God. How do they know? You the only one know what you are planning and thinking. And it's time for the people of God to have this mature conversation within themselves so that they can begin to walk, to live, because the church, the church of Christ, the called out ones, is built on the revelation that's on the inside of you. Upon this rock, I build my church. In the gates of hell, Hades, the grave, your carnality cannot prevail. So it is time for you to start having a conversation with yourself. Why? And why is it so important that you grab your sister or your brother and y'all go to the judgment seat together? Because it is what you and I bring to the table that makes up the body of Christ. Nothing too big and nothing too small. We keep trying to have church instead of being the ecclesia, the called out ones based on the revelation that's within me. Not the conversation, well, you know, I got baptized by such-and-such. You know, we did it this way. And I got back. That's what they were doing. I got baptized by such-and-such. And Paul said, the way y'all acting, he called out the ones he baptized, and he said, and the rest of y'all that's talking, I'm glad I didn't baptize you. Because I didn't come to you about baptism by Paul. I came to you preaching Christ in the cross. And our problem is, the good news is not being preached enough. See, see, talking like this, people want you to talk about sin. And, and sin is nothing but error thinking. But here's the thing. Talking about your sin is not going to help you get to the Christ. Talking about the Christ in you is going to help you get to, and you having to deal with real issues within yourself and understand why you're running, why you stay on this hamster wheel, and why you keep repeating is simply because you're staying, you're living out those, er those error thinking, those error thoughts, error thinking, and you come here to be transformed from error to truth. And this wisdom that Paul is talking about is saying you're within yourself. You know who's talking to you. You know which one to choose. 
Now, do you know that? But you know what happened at Walmart. Do you know what God is saying? Keyshawn came to me. I was so happy to, keep, um, to see him this morning, but y'all keep encouraging him, um, brothers. Y'all keep encouraging him because Keyshawn is, is moving forward spiritually. And I had a conversation with him, <laughs> and I said, you just keep trying to fight who you are. But who you are keeps saying, I ain't giving up. Oh, I'm coming forth. I'm going into the deep things of God, my real self. I want to know the breath. I want to know the word. I want to know the conversation. Reveal yourself. Reveal the knowledge to me. See, we hadn't lived, we either done got so comfortable and it's okay, or we continue to live beneath.